Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,885. Today we're talking bespoke, very special Porsches. Buckle up. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yash. Today, I'm, well, I'm back across the pond again. Seems I've been there a lot this year. I'm in Oxford in the UK with a very special guest by the name of Adam Howley. Adam, welcome to Cars Yash. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hello, Mark. Yes, I'm ready to go. All right. We're going to have some fun, especially because we're talking about my favorite, Mark, which is Porsche. Now, before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into your business, what's one little thing that most people don't know about you, Adam? I guess the one thing that most people don't know about me is um, originally I was tempted to become an architect. Oh, cool. I've always been interested in all sort of you know, areas of design. And uh, yeah, so I considered being an architect, but then obviously my passion for cars kind of won over. And uh, so I decided to stick with that and go for, you know, go for that as my career. Well, very cool. My father was an architect, so I grew up around an architect. He was very creative, of course, and I was also an artist, a painter, a sculptor. And so we grew up going to museums and studying buildings and so forth. And I remember when I was a little kid, he had me tricked for a while. I thought he had x-ray vision because he could sit in a room and say, see that corner of that wall? Let me show you what's inside. And he would draw a quick sketch. And I thought, wow, you can see right through the walls, Dad. <laughs> yeah, so he had me had me tricked for a while, which I thought was, was pretty darn cool. But he also liked cars. He's the one that got me into cars. His first sports car was a 1949 MGTC. So there you go. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into the fun you're having. Adam Howley is the founder and managing director of Theon Design. As a Porsche obsessive and expert car designer with over two decades of experience, he started Theon, a company that prides itself on its design-led approach. He worked for a range of prestigious OEMs, including BMW, JLR, Lexus, and Lotus, as well as speedboats, and he's also worked with Airbus on the A380. Theon Design pays homage to to Porsche's heritage, methodology, and engineering ethos by distilling and enhancing the essence of the air-cooled 911, making each car lighter, more powerful, and even more visceral to drive. Adam's goal is to enhance a classic Porsche, applying the OEM-like approach with computer-aided design to ensure the highest possible engineering quality and finish. We'll be back in just a minute to learn more, but first a word from our valued sponsors, so keep your seatbelts on. We'll be right back. Summer's here, thank goodness, and that means long, hot days. Covercraft's UVS custom sunscreens are quality-made and are incredibly fast and easy to use. Your UVS sunscreen is custom-tailored for your vehicle, and the accordion design ensures easy storage. Not only do they protect your dash and interior for maximum protection while parking in the sun, sunscreens keep your vehicle's interior significantly cooler. They're durable and dependable for years of use. I have one for all my vehicles and I use them every time I park my car when I'm not going to put the cover on. You can choose from a variety of colors including the original, their Premier Series and Carhartt designs. Your sunscreen is manufactured with the quality and attention to detail that's been the standard for Covercraft since 1965. 
and they make really great gifts too. Get your summer deal today if you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com. You'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off compliments of cars, yeah. Simply use the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Get your own custom sunscreen today. I was talking with a buddy of mine the other day, and he asked me about American Collectors Insurance. He said, while I listen to you on Cars Yeah, you're always talking about agreed value collector car insurance. Well, I insure all my cars on my regular auto insurance policy, and I've done it for years. Why use a different company for my collector cars? I get a multi-car discount. Isn't that good enough? I suggested he call his carrier and ask how much he would get if his collector car was totaled are stolen. He called back and said, boy, that was a scary conversation. Their value of my car wasn't even close to what it's really worth. Thank you for the education, Mark. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you receive with an agreed value policy. American Collectors Insurance has been protecting enthusiasts since 1976. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of Mark Green's at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance, designed by collectors for collectors, automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. They're the ones that insure my car. That's American Collectors Insurance. So Adam, let's uh let's take a deeper dive into the corner. I'd love for you to talk first a little bit about your history. You've worked for some OEMs, you've got Theon Design, and you are taking Porsche, older Porsches, to a newer, higher level. I love what you're up to, so grab the wheel. Take us on a little fun ride. Thank you very much. Yeah, so um, as I say, I, I went to university, did car design, and then worked sort of all around Europe, designing for all different uh, car marks. So basically, I decided to build, have my own 911 Resto mod built, um, which was up uh, a long and an arduous task, um, but that ended up actually being what we call now the uh, Theon prototype. You know, it was a great car, but um, and it got so much attention everywhere you went. You know, you couldn't go to a petrol station without it taking half an hour because the amount of people that would come up to me <laughs> and speak to me about it. Cool. So it was it was a great car, but uh, and, it, and it obviously led to you know a starting Theon. But uh, I knew in every single way, shape, and form it could be you know vastly improved. So we, we started Theon. Well, it's, you know, it's really cool because I've been a Porsche 911 fan forever, and I've always liked very authentic cars. Uh, and then we started seeing, like, the R Group come around in Southern yes. California, yeah, yeah. and I've had plenty of those guys on the show. And I at first I thought, how oh, why are you messing up a perfect thing? And then I met Rod Emery and John Wilhoyt, and they're building Outlaw 356s, and I kind of first thought, why are you messing up a good thing? But after driving all these different vehicles, and of course, another uh, UK buddy of yours over there, uh, the famous Rob Dickinson with Singer, there's another one, um, and there's the RSR group here in the US. I mean, now I've converted to the kind of stuff you're doing. So, so kind of take us through the process, your mindset of building a Theon design Porsche, and why you did this, why you think it's the right path to go. I know why it is, because it's better than the original. Don't let Porsche hear that. That's the whole thing. We, we didn't want to re- completely reinvent the 911. They're great cars, mm-hmm. you know, all of them. And, and the 964 is, is a superb car, hence why we use it as our sort of, you know, donor car. We just wanted to enhance every element. You know, they, they, these cars are getting quite long in the tooth now. And, you know, 
they they're a bit flabby around the edges. You know, there's, there's, <laughs> are you talking about me? To... <laughs> <laughs> um, but we so we just wanted to make sure that the nine eleven could be the best it could be, and you know, mm. embracing you know Porsche's heritage and you know adding the classic looks to it, but you know adding a kind of modern slight aggression to it as well you know but keeping everything all the elements of the design are all taken from various stages of of, of porsche's heritage you know for instance even the the, the side mirrors yeah you know they're taken from the 991 speedster mm-hmm. you know they're it's they're not the same but the you know it's inspired by oh yeah absolutely e- even bruce canapa's done it with the 959 uh, yeah. you know i mean you think about how could you take that car and improve it well, Bruce Canapa, he's good at improving stuff, you know, so uh, so he's done it with that car. So let's start with some different elements here. And I want to go right to the heart of the matter, the engine. Okay. What are you putting in the back of these things? So um, we we can basically do what people want uh, in the sense of we our standard sort of engines are 3.6, 3.8 or 4 liter. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even our, our 3.8 is is an awesome car. I don't know if you saw the last one we did, the green one. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh. That Henry Catchpole drove. He's still my heart. And uh, I mean, that was that was up from 245 brake horsepower to 371 and a third more torque. So you can imagine with with losing uh, a quarter of a ton of, of weight out of it mm-hmm. and the improved weight distribution that we got from that car, well, from all of our cars, because we move all the um, AC and, and the power steering pumps and everything to the front of the car. So it just... Not only is it massively lighter, massively more powerful, the the weight distribution is improved. So the the whole drive, although it still feels like a like a nine eleven, it's just enhanced. It's just you know, it's just great. They're, yeah. they're brilliant fun to drive. You know, uh, we we don't you know it, it's we've always said that we we don't make track cars, we make road cars. So they're not hugely you know hard to drive and and you know a pain in traffic. That's not what it's about. You want to get to your destination, get out of the car and think, yeah, I could do with going around the block a few more times. You know? <laughs> yeah. Honey, I'm going to be late. I won't be yes. home on time for dinner. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for dinner tonight. Well, when you get to the, uh, before we go into the interior and all the bespoke matters that one can do with, you guys can do for me on my my next build. Uh, see, I'm, already, I'm thinking positive here. Uh, that those lottery numbers are, are looking really good to me tonight, today. <laughs> How about the body? What, what kind of modifications? What do you do to the the bodywork? Do you keep it steel? Are we talking carbon? Or what are you doing? So we we actually offer both. The green car in the Henry video, for instance, is is all steel. And um, we've got our first carbon cars coming up actually. So as I say, we got with the steel body, we save a quarter of a ton. With the uh, with the carbon bodies, we should be saving well over a hundred kilograms more. We're down to just over a ton, about eleven hundred kilograms for the carbon car. Wow, that's impressive. So it's, yeah, so it's it's going to be fun. I mean, it's you know, with if we go for our four liter, for instance, that's four hundred horsepower. So four hundred horsepower just <laughs> over a ton. You know, it's a yeah. bit of fun. Yeah, a bit, so. just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then inside, we can basically do whatever we want, right? I mean, different color packages, seating, leather, all sorts of things. Sky's the limit. Just need a checkbook. Well, this is, the, I mean, because of my background, because of, you know, car design, um, I, I work with every single customer we have to design the car interior and exterior to be what they want. And, mm. you know, that, that's the kind of point of these cars, that they're, they're supposed to be bespoke. It's supposed to be whatever you want. So yeah. whilst we have a kind of standard recipe, for want of a better word, for, for these cars and, you know, for the interior, 
you can do whatever you want. So it's if you want, you know, uh, helmet holders in the back rather than rear seats, for example, mm-hmm. we'll design that for you and, and manufacture it in carbon fiber and then leather wrap it and uh, and do wh- whatever you want. You know, uh-huh. within the the realms of engineering and and reality, we'll try and fix it. It's just wonderful. Now, from from start to finish, what are we looking at time wise to build a car? It's about eighteen months to build okay. a car, depend, depending on how. Uh, how, how far you want to push it. If we have to re-engineer lots of bits, then obviously it takes a bit longer, but uh, that's the sort of norm. Very cool. And pretty much the sky's the limit, right? I mean, uh, colors, packages. I mean, you've got a designer here in-house with you, so uh, yeah. you can help us, those of us who might be design challenged, get through the whole thing. But they're, they're just brilliant cars. And I noticed on your website, also, you have uh, restorations noted, sales. Are there other cars, like, do you guys restore to more of the classic Porsche 911? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. So, yes. So, we also restore uh, classic 911s. We restore classic 911s, as in the sort of early long nose cars, or cars that are special and, and we find interesting. Mm-hmm. Things like uh, if there's a, an 80 Speedster, uh, we've, we've been speaking to a, a guy that's interested in us restoring his his speedster things like that we you know we're happy to do because it's something more interesting than you know something a bit you know more uh, mundane right. uh, for want of a better word we love classic porsches so it's you know and we enjoy what we do and there's why wouldn't you do restorations because at the end of the day you're you're, you're keeping the original and that's that's amazing in itself and if we can enhance it with the recreations that's great too yeah, I noticed you had a beautiful 7911E. Yes. In an ivory, looked like ivory, perhaps. Yes, it was actually, that was actually my car. So um, oh, we, okay. we we restored that uh, in, in, in the company and then, uh, yeah. Well, I love I love those cars with the 2.2 liter motors. They just made the yes. best noise. I mean, they're just so. Well, that good. one was actually a Sportomatic. I don't know if you've driven the Sportomatic. Well, you know, I've never driven one. I know a lot of the the diehards don't like those. Yes, um, I know. Yeah, uh, they're kind of a unique deal the way they work. I remember being in one way back. I think it was in high school. A friend's dad had one. I'm like, what are you doing? Where, where's <laughs> the clutch pedal? You know, it's a Sportomatic. What does yeah. that mean? Yeah, it's a very unique system. It is, it is. It's a truly unique system. And I don't know if the one that I had was just a good example, but I mean, for me, it worked perfectly. I mean, the only thing that you couldn't do is, because I don't, uh, just to explain to your listeners, the, the Sportomatic, you engage the clutch by, by touching the gear stick, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing you can't do is sit in traffic with your hand on the gear stick or before you go into a corner, get ready to change down gear because you just engage the clutch and therefore yeah. it just... <laughs> yeah, don't touch it. Yeah, don't <laughs> touch it. Yeah, it's a very unique thing. I mean, it's something... Yeah. It, it didn't last for a long time, but uh, definitely yeah. the paddle shifters we have today work a lot better. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's for sure. You know, I always like to ask my guests if they have a driving inspiration. Somebody who was a big mentor, influential person in their life. Was there someone like that for you? I'd have to say it's Lucinda, my, my wife's business partner. You know, at the end of the day, if I'm ever unsure of a situation, she's the person I turn to, you know, and she's also never afraid to take a risk, you know, hence starting the business with me. You know, yeah. it's, she's she's obviously going to be a bit crazy as well, um, putting <laughs> up with me. But uh, but no, I mean, she has a marketing background as well. So, oh, um, so working with her, work, working with her to create our business and get the word out. At the end of the day, if, if nobody knows about what you're doing, then there's no point doing it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's she's as I say, she's she's just a really positive person, which which hugely helps. Well, it's it's very cool. How long have you two been married? We've been married 
16 years. Okay, yeah. So, uh, so a fair so, one. Yeah, so it looks like things are going to work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, let's take a short break. We come back. I want to ask about a big challenge because uh, having a business is fraught with challenges. So sit tight, keep the seatbelts on, and uh, think Porsche. We'll be right back. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett Jackson auctions is contagious and a unique experience is not to be missed. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market Driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions. Ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Adam, let's talk about a big challenge. You know, when people go off on their own, start their own businesses, and especially with a, a, a life partner, a, a spouse, uh, oh, my gosh, uh, there can be some challenges in there, maybe even a few failures, some things that kind of knock you up against the wall. Uh, talk about one of those that you face, but more importantly, how was that a learning lesson so that you could come out on a positive way uh, at the other end? To be honest with you, the, the biggest challenge of my life has been doing anything to do with Theon. It's because of my background doing design, I've wanted to change so much and improve every area. Mm. So it's, it's just been the whole doing, trying to do everything at once, um, which has been a hugely stressful and hard work. You know, the amount of prototyping we've had to do to create the interior, for instance, you know, every, every area is a massive challenge, but it's all about just keeping positive and just keeping going. And, you know, one of the things that I've uncovered here, and I'm a bit of uh, challenged by this, is when you're a perfectionist and you want to do everything right, sometimes mm. it's hard to get anything done because it can always be better. 
And uh, we all know, and I've had Rob Dickinson of Stinger on the show a couple times, mm-hmm. and his uh, famous words are, everything is important because he was facing the same thing in his early days and he was angry that yeah. the car wasn't right and spray, spray painted on the wall and now it's on the threshold of his cars. I think it's a brilliant yeah. idea, but no doubt you're a lot like him in the respect that you want everything to be right. You add the fact that you're a designer. I mean, he comes from being yeah. a, a musician, but his music, he wanted everything to be perfect. So what would be a, a thought process you got through so that you didn't tie yourself up so that things couldn't progress? Because at the end of the day, you got to get a build done. So, I, I mean, I think one thing you learn very, very quickly is, uh, you know, even when I was at university, when you're doing a drawing, you get to a point and you can, you can overwork something. Mm. And it, it's about knowing when to stop. You know, yeah, and yeah. stop stop that day and then okay, revisit that thing in you know in the future, but leave it where it is. You know, I mean that I mean that's I know with regards to the, the slight probably O C D that I that I have with regards to design. I mean, every component on the car, even if nobody's ever gonna see it, we treat it as an A surface. You know, all the stuff within the doors is all absolutely you know, chromated back like the original 70s stuff. And, and and nobody will ever see it. But thankfully, the guys that, that work in our team, they all have the same kind of obsession for detail and just the, the wanting to make these cars, you know, all the way through it, but not just on the, you know, on the outside where people see, it goes through the car. And and thankfully, they, they put up with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and my obsessiveness. So, um, yeah. There's a great quote, and I don't know who, who quoted this. You might know. I can't remember. Perfection is achieved not when there is nothing left to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. Ooh, that's quite a good expression. I've never heard that before. Uh, I, I like that one. I'll, I'll send, I created yeah. a little meme out of that because I thought it was really interesting. It kind of goes back to the Mies van der Rohe, less is more concept of yes. simplifying things. And I used to ride a, a motorcycles and one of my bikes was an MB Agusta F4. Incredible bike. Yep. I, every time I got off of it, I thought, why am I doing this? I'm going to die. But uh, it was it was so fast. I think the thing revved to like 14,000 RPMs. But if you took the body shroud off of that bike, everything underneath that you couldn't even see was perfect. It was designed yeah. by a famous Italian designer who'd worked at Ferrari. And, and I love that. Knowing that underneath the shell, even though no one will ever see it, it's right. Yeah. I, I think that's part of your affliction, right? Yes. Oh, completely, completely. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, that's it's interesting you're saying about the, you know, one of the one of our ethos in, in the business is reduce complexity and add lightness, a bit of a kind of Colin Chapman, yes, you know, uh, from the Lotus. So because that's the other thing, you know, we, for instance, the first um, first wing mirrors we did, they were so complex mm. and and heavy and and it was just like, what are we doing back to the drawing board? This yeah. needs to be simple, look great and work. Mm. You know, th- those are the three criteria that, that need to be, you know, adhered to. And it's easy to get tangled up. Yeah, oh, completely, because you, you just, it's that thing of, you know, not, not stopping and, and not standing back and, and looking at what you're doing. You know, you, you can yes. be too focused on something and, and not stepping away. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to step back. That's for sure. Definitely. I would love for you to talk about a special vehicle in your life you mentioned that beautiful e that you guys restored but you let it go but uh, is there a car in your past um and i'm going to take your current vehicle that you're building out of the equation here because that's that's (laughs) definitely special but is there a car in the past that really stood out for you 
Do you know what? Probably the 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 one car that that you know that jumps to mind is actually my my first car, uh-huh. which was a, a a little mini, um, you know, original mini. So and it was slightly breathed on engine, wider wheels, wider tires, but just every drive was an adventure. You know, you you oh, go yeah. out and and just drive like a madman. You know, I, I don't condone that. That was it wasn't the wise thing to do, but um, you know, it was a miracle that I survived. To be honest <laughs> with you, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know the. The fearlessness of youth when you're driving that thing, you know, half the time, you know, on two wheels and whatever else. And I'm sure that uh, I'm sure you remember drum brakes and, and the, <laughs> the terrible fade that they have. And yeah, but, uh, but at the same time, you know, to get that your independence and get out and drive it. it yeah, that, that, that's probably my, my special vehicle, which I know it's not maybe the most impressive vehicle in the world, but um, it left a mark for sure. You know, I was in college. Well, my yeah. my roommate, uh, actually, the guys that lived next to us, we were in a duplex kind of a condo thing, and they were car guys too. And one of them had a mini. And I remember going over one time when I first moved there, and I was driving a first gen Scirocco that I just bought new. Mm-hmm. And we started talking cars, and I said, what is this little thing? You know, I mean, and it was back in the late seventies and he goes, Oh, want to, want to drive it? And where I was living, you could drive up this really windy road up to Mount Soledad where the cross was in La Jolla, California. And I said, mm. yeah. And we started driving up this hill and he goes, do you can go faster? You can go faster. You can go faster. You can go faster. <laughs> I didn't want to get out of that thing. It's like driving no, a go-kart. Miles per mile. They were incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm six foot two, and uh, you know, I was amazed that I could fit in. I had another friend that was about six foot six, and he had a mini as well. Wow! Yeah, it, how how it worked, you know, with regards to ergonomics, it was it was unbelievable. Super yeah. fun cars, yeah, super Definitely. fun. Cars I mean, for sure. I, I think that's you know that's what cemented my love of cars. <laughs> I think it, yeah, put the needle in the vein for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I'm gonna crawl in your head a little bit here, Adam. If if you were manifest as a vehicle, what would you be and why? I have a feeling we may have already talked about it, but maybe not. Um, I, I guess probably something like a classic 911. Just, yeah. It, it's getting on a bit, maybe not quite as fast as it used to be, but, <laughs> um, but still focused and ready to deliver and yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, I think it makes sense for sure. And of course, your new vehicles you're building now, that's that's you deep in your heart. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah. Kind of, you're, you're like a, a bit of a butterfly coming out of the crystal, uh, you know, uh, reinventing <laughs> yourself. Yeah, crystals, yes. yeah. yeah. Well, my <laughs> science teacher would get me for that one. Is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with our listeners? Actually, there's, there's a book there's a book that I read a, a good few years ago called um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. I don't know if you've ever read it. I'm not really a, a, a big fan of self-help books, but... Um, I read it after a suggestion from a friend, and it really just resonated with me. Um, it's it's just all about you know positive mental attitude, and it just yeah, I found it really helpful. Just I'm 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 a reasonably positive person anyway, but um, it, it just absolutely kind of just as I say resonated with me, and I thought it was a, a great book. Oh, it sounds wonderful. I've not read it, but I'll have to make sure I get my hands on it. You know, you talk about, especially great motivational speakers talk about good things happen when you go into the fear mode. Uh, When you get into an area where you're really uncomfortable, that's where you really grow because otherwise you just stay the same and it's no fun. It's just like racing. You know, when you push a little harder, you break another second later, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep improving. So feel the fear and do it anyway. I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Adam's show notes page of the Cars website. All right, we're up to the ultimate drive here. This is kind of fun. I have a magic scepter, which allows me to allow you to go on the ultimate drive. That means you can pick any car in the world. You can pick any person to be with, and you can be driving 
anywhere you want to go. So what does that look like for you? Okay. I've never really kind of idolized people in, you know, in the sense that there's not a racing driver or an actor I'd want to go and spend time with in a car. So I think for me, just taking a road trip with my eldest son, you know, going across the Alps, doing the, the, the drive, the opening scene from the Italian job, you know, one of my favorite <laughs> films, absolutely brilliant yeah. film, you know, drive up the St- uh, Stelvio Park, you know, things like that. I, that's what, maybe it's not my ultimate drive, but uh, my ultimate road trip. Yeah, yeah. And what are you driving in? Uh, it'd have to be one of our cars. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just to have, have the fun on, on in one of those, driving up the Alps, I think that'd be... Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Is your uh, eldest son of driving age yet? Nope, not quite. He's he's 14. Oh, almost there. There you go. It's 17 in the UK, so he's got a little way to go. Yeah, okay. But, uh, well, but not you know, too far. My kids, the first car they drove and learned to drive a stick in was my 72 911 S, and they both said, Dad, you don't want me driving that car, you know, like... <laughs> I'm gonna. I want you to do this because you can forever say first car I learned to drive a stick in was a Porsche 972 S. So there you go. Yeah, nice, and, nice. and it's a fairly easy car to learn how to drive a stick in too. Actually, you know. When yeah, you, I mean, when, you know. That, that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's why Porsche is so great. I think because they're such usable cars. You know, it's it, I, you know it's not like a, a, a Lamborghini or a Ferrari that are just a, a bit more temperamental. You know, a Porsche is <laughs> yeah. is, is very. It's almost like driving a, a family saloon, isn't it? You know, in the sense of ease. It can be, sure. Yeah, they're they're really not that hard to drive and uh, enjoyable. Yeah, you know, driving around traffic and everything. Yeah. They're, they're just great. That's I think that's why I, f- I fell in love with the nine eleven originally, just because it's just such an all round great car. Exactly. Exactly. You know, my guest uh, that I had on the show yesterday is an author who, uh, uh, Glenn Smale, who uh, we were talking about Vic Elford and the fact that uh, Vic Elford, the great Porsche race car driver and rally driver, wanted to go drive a, a 911 and everybody laughed at him saying, why would you want to drive that thing? It's tail happy and <laughs> he doesn't handle well. And he goes, only if you don't know how to drive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, look where he went, gone to greatness uh, to, you know, to race every Porsche 917 at Le Mans there was to race. So there you go. Vic knew what he was doing. Quick Vic. Yes. <laughs> You've taken us on a really fun ride today, Adam. This has been great. We could talk Porsches forever. I want to, I got to get over there and uh, take one of your cars for a drive. This sounds like a yeah, bucket list do. car for me. Before I let you go, would you leave us with maybe a little success quote, a mantra, some kind of uh, words of wisdom that means something to you? Yeah. I mean, I guess the one thing I would say is don't ever lose sight of your dreams. You know, there's going to be many times where you, when you think you're never going to get there, but hard work and determination will get you there in the end. Absolutely. Listeners, you can learn more about this spectacular car at Theon Design, T-H-E-O-N Design.com. Uh, you can also go to their social media pages. They've got a great Instagram page, Facebook. They're everywhere. I'll make sure I put <laughs> all those links. Uh, check this out. And of course, if you're ever over in the UK, you got to call him up and go check out one of his cars. Uh, hopefully, we'll start seeing some of those. Are any of them over here in the States yet? Have you built some cars for people? We've got our first car uh, being started in the next sort of six months, I think it oh, is. Oh, cool. Okay. So, uh, so within the next couple of years yeah we'll have our first car over there i love it i love it so that means you do you'll make uh or put the steering wheel on the wrong side as well as the left as well as the right 
Well, we, we export all over the world. So yep. left okay. or right hand drive, it's, Whatever. It's, it's, it's all the same to us. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, I want to do a shout out to uh, Sam Hardy at Influence Associates for introducing me to Adam. Sam, thank you very much. It's been a great day learning more about Theon Design and Adam and these wonderful cars that he builds. Adam, hey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing uh, your dream come true, building incredible bespoke Porsches and restoring Porsches for all of us who love fun old cars. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thanks very much, Mark. You're welcome. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving, and working with their hands, a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently, and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter, and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org, like I do here at Cars Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.